So this is a sport that can't decide whether or not a catcher is giving a lane to a base runner. And now they've basically quadrupled the decisions they're asking umpires to make, which is great. It's what I want. I want more for Angel Hernandez to have to do during a game. How did I know that this is how you were going to start the show? When I was in my car thinking about what I was going to talk about because I'm in love changes. with them banning the shift. <laughs> no more of that. Woo-hoo. Here comes the single back and the 300 hitter maybe. Fingers crossed. How did I know that this is what, how you were going to start the show? Major League Baseball's competition committee is going to vote today in rules changes for 2023. Oh, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. No it's, it's one of those. It's like. Uh, why do it? Well, you've got <laughs> That's why. you've got a committee composed of basically the commissioner's office. Yeah, it's eye wash. Well, the, the commissioner's office has more people on the committee than any other group. It's a committee of, uh, I think, 11. Tell you, there's, there's 11, there's an umpire, there's some representatives from yeah. the uh, from the Players Association, and, and the majority of people on the committee are from the commissioner's office, so it stands to reason that whatever the commissioner's office proposes is going to go through. So it looks like we're going to have three three areas in the 2023 season that will be, will be the focus of rules changes and we're going to spend a great deal of time talking about that today we will obviously talk about the jays and the rangers as they get set for their three game series in texas let's just let's go over the scores and standings from last night to get you set before we delve into this rule changes thing because i'm still trying to figure some of them out and if i can't do it angel hernandez sure as hell can't do it. <laughs> it's easy let's be honest uh, games involving wildcard teams are of significance. The Minnesota Twins finally figured out a way to beat the New York Yankees. They beat the Yankees 4-3 yesterday. The Chicago White Sox pounded the Athletics 14-2. Interesting story in Chicago. I don't know how to say this tactfully, but Tony LaRusse is telling everybody that he's ready to come out of hospital and he's good to go. And the White Sox are saying, now you need a little more time in the hospital there, Tony. Let's just run some more tests. Uh, the White Sox really don't want Tony La Russa any... I mean, things are going well. This sure. is a shock. Things have gone well since Tony La has gone to the hospital. I don't uh. think the White Sox want anything to do with them. But anyhow, um, that's where we are. So, as we head into the weekend and a Yankees series against Tampa Bay coming up, the Yankees are 83-55. and 55. Tampa Bay is 77-58, four and a half games back. The Jays are 76-60. and 60. They are six games back, five back on the loss column. The Orioles are 72 and 65. They're five back of the Jays in the loss column. They're 10 and a half out uh, in the uh, division race. And if you look at the wild card picture, which I'm about to do in a minute, Kevin Barker, the wild card picture didn't change dramatically yesterday, uh, just because there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of games being played, and of course the Jays had the day off. But the wild card picture is thus. Come on, standings. Let's go. Here we go. The wild card pictures are thus. Houston, the Yankees, and Cleveland, of course, are leading their divisions. Tampa Bay is 77-58. They're a game and a half up. Seattle, 77-62. Back of of Tampa in the wild card. And uh, Toronto is 76-60. So they're two behind the Rays in the loss column. The Rays have played... uh, an extra game mm. over the Jays, 136. That's about right. 
Uh, so the, and the Jays right now are seventy-two or are four and a half games ahead of Ooh. Baltimore. So that three game or that that four Jays. game series in Baltimore. Jays got to get ninety-two big. wins. Think they can go sixteen and ten in the last twenty-six? Yeah, yeah, I do. Sixteen and ten. Yeah, playing some good teams. Yes, they are. Yeah, but I I think well, you were quick on that. Well, no, I, I think the 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 dynamic has changed. I, I really do think that they did what they had to do against uh, against Baltimore. I think four and, four and a half games four and a half games is a lot to make up. And and really, what sure. they've done is they put themselves in a position where the Orioles, if they you want a sweep in a series, isn't enough for the Orioles to catch the Jays right now. So that's I, I think what you really want to do. What you just, really just looking do. at the Jays, why are you so confident? Don't don't look at other teams around them because you said that with confidence. Why? Was there a player? Is it the way they're playing? Is it their manager? Is it why? I think they've got enough that they can win. They can figure out a way to 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 win sixteen games out of the remaining twenty six. I just think they have enough. I I think what we saw, frankly, what we saw against. Pittsburgh and what we saw against Baltimore, that's the way it's going to go. And it doesn't matter who the opposition is. I, I'm kind of with you. I think you're just, you're in survival mode with Vladdy right now. You hope that Bo's found whatever, you know, whatever he needs to find. I need to find out the status of Alertus Gurriel, find out the status Fingers of that crossed. injury. Fingers crossed for mm-hmm. that. Sure. I think they got enough. But I do think you that. You didn't even mention your boy. Barrios? Yeah. Because I'm the, the rotation for me is the key here. I get what you said about the offense and what they do. The timely hitting's a see, big I, deal, but you could just tell how good this team looks when their starting pitching's good. Yeah, like, look I, how good it is. And Jordan Romano is all of a sudden a guy that you don't worry about anymore. It's very strange for someone who's kind of been in Barrios's corner all along. Oh, it ain't good. Uh, I'm not. I don't feel any more optimistic now than I did about Jose mm. Barrios than I did two months ago. I just, I'm not convinced. I'm shocked by that. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not entirely. I'm not entirely convinced there isn't another stinker start in there someplace. I'm just not, and I don't know why that is. Huh. I don't know why that is. But yeah, I think they can go 16-10. I think what what is really going to help is the Rays. The Rays have a have a bear of a schedule now. You know the Rays are playing well, the Yankees. I mean, the, Ra- the, the Rays, the Rays, are, the, Rays are, the Rays are playing the Yankees at a pretty good time. The Rays schedule is about the same as the Jays schedule. Like yeah. there's, there's not a when, when you're the Rays, the Jays, or the Orioles, your schedule's about the same. I mean, I mean the Orioles have two with the Nationals. I mean, I guess that's cake. They got three against the Tigers. I, I you, you could throw that in there. Uh, the Rays, who do they have? They have three against Texas. They have three against the. They have six against the Astros coming up. They finish the season with three against the Red Sox. Yeah. So they got some I think they've tougher got, they kind of games in there. in there too. They do three against yeah. Cleveland. So, I so mean, that raise, you know, they're going to have to the depth of their team is Here's a be. way to look at it. Who if you look at the Rays schedule, how, how many games do they have against teams that are playing for something? For something, for anything. You know, Houston is Yankees, right. Jays, Astros are playing for home, home field, field advantage. Yeah, yeah. Uh Cleveland. That's it. That's it. So the Red Sox aren't playing for anything. No, and and uh, and, and the uh, Jays obviously. So they've yeah. got they've got one series against a team that's playing for no nothing. question. Now then, now the Mariners. You look at theirs. They got uh, they got the Braves. They got the Padres. They got the Angels. Eh. They got the A's. Mm-hmm. Eh. Kansas City. Eh. Texas. Eh. Uh, they got the A's again, and they finished the, the season with four against the Tigers. The Mariners. The I Mariners, mean, if you got right. this thing set up any better, 
I don't know how you could have that set up any better. It's entirely possible. And then the Orioles are sort of the same way as the Jays in the race. It's entirely possible the, that the Mariners are set up to win the wild card thing. I mean, they do have the easiest schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's have the well easiest said. Schedule. That's well said. But, and the Central, those three teams that are trying to win that division, I mean, that's about as easy as it gets. That's why we, the Central's impossible to are, take serious. It really is. Are we on the same page, though, that we think there's only one team coming out of the Central, and that's the team that wins th- the division? You would certainly think so, unless the Jays falter. Absolutely. I mean, their schedule's not the easiest one. Like, you got to go into Texas, and that's two out of three are taking her. That's a sweepy. You know, and then after that, you got the Phillies for two, you got the Orioles for three, you got the Rays for five, and then you got the Rays for four again, Look, you got we'll the know. Yankees for three, you got the Red Sox, and you end with the Orioles. I'm fearful that the last three are going to mean something. That that's what the schedule before those three against the Orioles can do for the Jays. Yeah. Is and I and I hate to say this, but it gets back to, you know, I did a little homework last night when I was sitting Uh-oh. around not doing anything when I was in my skivvies watching the the uh, the bills. Are you trying to figure out if he could beat me in a wiener race? We know the answer to that. Okay. I mean, we had this conversation, and we will have this a little further <laughs> on the air a little bit later. I see what you're trying to do is throw me off my game here and forget about what I'm talking about. We were going to talk about to, rules changes. We're nine minutes into well, the freaking show, to, and we now, got a long now show. we're doing it's our show. We now we're doing we bark. It's two hours. Now we're doing Barker's homework. I said it's a long show. Oh, okay, you said it's an hour. We can do what we want. It's two hours, and now we're into your homework from last night. We are. Well, but we have to talk about rules changes. But go ahead. Well, well, go ahead. I want to take away the fact that you did homework. I did. Work. Did I you do any homework? I don't see any notes there. Is there any notes on your... They're all up here, my yeah. friend. They're all up uh, here. Well, what's what's Vladdy the last three games since it's all up there? I have no idea. Oh, there you go. Well, I, I know. What is He's it? won for his last 15. He's hit seven ground ball outs the last two games. He's four for his last 32 with no homers, two RBIs in his last seven games. I think it's one home the run in re- 19 <clears throat> games. Yeah. The only reason you you look at what you've done lately. Don't look at 19 games, a big sample size. Look at what you you've just done the last. Talking yeah, about the last. You said 19. That's a big sample size. I'm talking about the last three because things could change. Look at Bo. So say you're sorry. I'm just saying why I mentioned that, and everybody's been on that. Try not to have the last three games. <laughs> the last three games of the season matter, and then you look at the stats from Vladdy, and the schedule with the Jays. Those two things are sort of running into each other. Okay, you talked me that's out of it. They're, they're not making the that's playoffs. That's my point. I'm not saying that. You I'm, just I'm did. saying yes, they're, one, they're one of the best three the teams. They're going to make the playoffs. They're yeah. better than the Orioles. Plain and simple, they are. I mean, that's a nice little surprise. Uh, look, it's a college team trying to overachieve. Whoa, good for us. It's They're one of the best three teams. But my point is, down the stretch, you need your best players to be your best players. Or... We're going to come in here those last three games and just be talking to fans because we're going to throw some calls, have fans calling in, and those three games are going to mean something. That's my point. Yeah. So I'm not certain they're going to mean. Okay. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping it's smooth I sailing and, and Vladdy figures out how to not hit a ground ball to shortstop. I had some I had some concerns. I just, I just had some concerns about that series in Baltimore. I saw enough. I saw enough to uh, – uh, to think that the Jays, that I think the Jays you, are going to be okay here. I, I will say this: I feel, them. I feel, I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better about the bullpen than I did. Uh, I, I really. Can we do. both agree that the next eight games is going to be important for the Jays? Well, that's that, three against the Rangers. The series against, and that's five against the Rays. Those eight games are going to uh, be important. The series against Tampa is going to tell us 
whether or not the Jays give you some lenience if you sweep the the, the yeah, Texas Rangers. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It the, does matter. The series against the Rays, that that five games with the yeah. doubleheader, that will tell us whether the Jays are going to be the third wild card team, or it, whether anything else is going to happen because they're not. The Mariners' schedule is so easy. That Jays series against the Rays, I think, will let us know whether. You know, give us an idea where the Jays are going to be in the wild card race. I think they're going to finish third. I don't think they're going to. I, do I don't think they're going to move up it's into just second. The first, it's the I don't first think they're going to go. Who's first. it going to be? The Mariners or the Rays? That, that's what, that's what it is. And I, right now, I'd rather finish third and play Cleveland. You would? I'm okay with that. Eh. I don't think it matters. Everybody I talk to with the Jays just say get in. I think they're working so hard to impress. And I not would let agree with you. Down, I would agree with you. That it's except, just get in. I would agree with you except. I don't think you want to play Tampa in the playoffs. I guess. And Seattle's just better than you. I think the team that you could say that the, the, the teams the teams ahead of you right now, and I'm including the Guardians because they have they're leading their division. Mm-hmm. Any one of those central division teams you would rather play than the Rays. I guess I think any one of them. I, I think the the not having balance in their lineup is going to be tough for all the. You could throw all these teams in the mix. Let's talk about rules changes. There you go. Well, I mean, I was right. You were wrong a little. So we, we've come to that solution. Okay, so go ahead. It's not the way I heard it. Dan Shulman joins us at ten thirty. By the way, Jack Curry of the Yes Network will uh, boy will take a deeper look at the Yankees. Awesome. Uh, well, finally, four and somebody, a half games ahead. Finally, somebody walked Judge, and it worked. And it worked. Way to go. And J.P. Morosi joins us as well to to talk about the rules changes. And that's what we wanted to get what we wanted to get around to. And I have no idea why we spent all the time we did talking about. Because I had uh, something good to say. I talking thought. about things. So we talked about this competition committee, uh, which will vote today on rules changes. Everybody expects these rules changes to come into effect. Not surprisingly, the focus is on the pitch clock. And the shift. Pitchers are now going to have 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty. 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitters will need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. If a pitcher hasn't started the motion to deliver a pitch before the expiration of the clock, he will be charged with a ball. Uh If a batter delays entering the box, he will be charged with a strike. This is already been implemented in the minor leagues and in the leagues where it has been implemented. And that's, we're talking about 132 minor league games. The average game has been roughly half an hour, 24 minutes to half an hour shorter. So in other words, the pitch clock theoretically should speed up the game. Possibly by by twenty minutes. Well, it's an average of three hours and four minute game this season. That's too long. Yeah, you want to bring it down. To, action. The, the the sweet spot is two. The, well, I was told the sweet spot is two thirty to two forty. They want something. For me, I just think it's quicker action. It's it's not right. so much about the time of game. It's just right. the action of the game. Um, and in, in, interesting, you know, when, when the when the pitch clock was originally talked about, one of the things that people were concerned about was the effect it might have in pitching injuries because guys are going to be working faster and all this. It It's interesting how many young pitchers that have come up with this or even guys who've gone down to the minors and, and dealt with it come back saying, you know, it's really not that big a deal. Like, like anything else with baseball, we'll uh-huh. need to see a year's worth of a sample, right? If, if, 
if the pitch a, clock a if, a long time. if the pitch clock comes in and at the end of next season pitching injuries have increased by 20%, you may want to have a look at it. Nobody seems to think that's going to happen. So that's the pitch clock. Yeah. Uh the bases are going to be enlarged. Hey, whatever. You're right. It's uh they're going to be increased from 15 inches to 18 inches. The thought process is that should reduce injuries around the base and stolen base attempts. And if you think back to a lot of the the kind of wonky slides we've seen lately at second mm-hmm. base, you can see where the added base size might have, have an puts, impact. Puts there. pressure on like uh, outfielders to be better at hitting cutoff guys. The the relays have to be quicker. It's the game of inches. The bigger big story. For me. Yeah. Now the bigger story are, are the rules surrounding pickoffs and disengagements as they're called and in the minor leagues where bigger bases were used and these rules weren't enforced the difference wasn't that much the difference was dramatic with larger bases and pitch clock um and and what we're talking about with pickoffs pickoffs are now considered a disengagement and a disengagement is any time the pitcher makes a pickoff attempt, fakes a pickoff, steps off the rubber, as well as when the defense requests time. From this point on, pitchers are allowed two disengagements per plate appearance without penalty. After a third step off, the pitcher will be charged with a balk unless at, unless at least one offensive player advances on a base. Um, so that covers the pickoff. And that is a, that's going to be a fairly significant change it is in the game the only when i'm listening to you read that and when i read it you know the first thing that popped in my mind relationship between umpire and player it's not very good right now a lot of players don't like umpires umpires start well i'm forcing this now i understand it's a rule and you're supposed to know the rule everybody is and, they're all and we're all the, big the, boys the box and the 15 seconds and the 20 second thing but this all, is i'm not saying it's it can't be done and i love the the, the pitch clock thing i think that's a big, big deal boys. are we really well you were the one that was saying no, having not, to have an umpires, like umpires. go over yeah, and, that's and, not, that's and not, check a pitcher's hand for four well that I, has nothing to do with the outcome of the game that's just you walking by and handing a guy two of your hands and saying here you're increasing now you're now you're you're Sorry, increasing a half a second. Now you're that. increasing. You're you're asking for more That's interaction. That's you taking up for an umpire. You're interact. You're asking is. for more interaction between players who don't know the rules and umpires who heat don't of the, know the heat rules of the and, moment. When Angel Hernandez says, "Hurry up! You got 14 seconds, and you can hear it now." Some they're chirping behind you. 13, 14. Like you can hear. Oh, you, you know can what's going to happen. Or, oh, you can hear it now. And somebody's going to step off and go, "Hey, dude." Enough. No. Like, it, it's going to happen. So that, for me, What the smart baseball the... fan would do is start a 10-second count of their own when the pitcher has the ball. If you no can get 40,000 people going 10, <laughs> 9, 8, even though it's 12 or 13 Point seconds. Out. Like, I, I told you yeah, with, yeah. The, in, in Montreal, when Mackie Sasser was playing in the National League, he had the yips, and it took – Three throws for him to get the ball back to the pitcher's mound after every pitch. Sure. And fans started going one, two, three when Mackie Sasser. Be a thing. And it drove him nuts. Like he, ri- he ripped his mask. I mean, it, well, this is what's going to happen. I'd, I'd be doing it if I was in I the will, stands. But it's going to be that relationship between. Ten, they're, nine, they're, they're eight, big enough, on, boys. Seven, I mean, you wear, you wear earplugs. You have to. I did that in winter uh, ball all the time. 
all the time. You wear earplugs. You, you can't, though, because the you, biggest games. Well, you can't if you're the pitcher. Well, you, you got wear, your pitch con. Well, you wear one earplug. Well, I mean, so what? Uh, I can't hear it out of this year, but I can hear it out of this year. Adapt and overcome. It's going to be that thing between the umpire and the player. I'm just telling you right now. Eight. Not a lot of players like umpires. Let's just be honest. That's all right. Anyhow, so there's a tremendous potential for chaos in it, which I guess is a good thing. The shift is where most of the focus is. Really? It's easy. And look, I've talked mm. about it. I think the hitters are happy. Pitchers are happy, too. I mean, I guess I guarantee you Kevin Gossman woke up this morning going, oh, thanks. Uh, the new rule. He's the only one. Uh, the new rule right now is when a pitch is thrown, there will need to be four infielders on the dirt and two on each side of second base. So, in other words, you can't have... Four-man outfield. You can't have uh, three infielders on the right base uh, on the right-hand side. You can't have a dude right behind second base. So you're going to have two in this side, a second base, two in the other side, a second base. Okay, that seems easy. But players will be able to move as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. So it's going to be like watching the backfield in the CFL game sure. with a bunch of guys running around now. I don't know if that'll necessarily happen because I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd have to mm. see this in person. Is Matt Chapman going to be able to scoot no. from shortstop or, or from this third base position to another position That's, before the ball is hit? And I don't know how that would impact That's not what the I hitter. Thought. I thought the cargo shorts in Tampa, that's a step above the khakis, cargo shorts. Was yeah, thinking, Parker, Parker was took thinking, all year to figure thinking. out if, 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 if we're talking about khakis, what are the levels? Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. What are the levels the of khakis? The levels of khaki dumb, right? Like Barker talks about the Jays khakis, and then there's the Uber khakis, <laughs> which the is Uber the khakis, which are the Rays. So Barker's convinced. You know when they are, they are reading that. In Bart- their underground city, they're thinking, oh. Yeah, see, Lance is right. It's, it I think it's the number of pleats in the front of the pants that count. Oh, that's- so <laughs> Barker's decided that that cargo shorts are kind of the, the, the Uber. The Uber khakis are wearing cargo shorts. The khakis are wearing khakis. And I don't know what the, other, what the hell the other teams are. It's my saying. It's cargo wearing. shorts. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> so now just the... This is going to, if the hitting team, Ah. and this is where it really gets fun. You're welcome. (laughs) If the hitting team reaches base and runners advance on a ball hit under the violation, the game proceeds without penalties. If the play has other consequences, such as an out, sacrifice, etc., the hitting team can decide whether to accept the penalty, which would add one ball to the hitter's count, or decline it, and the play would stand. Um. Yeah, and it, and if you're interested, this is from Jesse Rogers of ESPN. ESPN, the minor leagues did away the lower level of the minor leagues uh, regulated shifts, and during the first two months of this minor league season, the batting average on balls in play by left-handed hitters rose by eight points. Triple huh. A, where shifts are not banned, it was only up three points. So um, there you go. Those are the rules changes. It's pretty much what we've all been talking about. Oh. I went to bed early last night. I woke up to this. Man, I was happy. Yeah, I you know, I look, I, I've been it's the guy. I've been the guy that I don't like. Here's the thing. I don't like limiting the ability to use strategy in baseball. That's huh. the, that's the reason that I like the shift. I don't like I don't like going to somebody and saying, "You can't be that smart." 
So it's okay you for can't you to that it's smart. okay for you to call up a guy from the minor leagues who's not a great pitcher, probably not a big leaguer, but because he can pitch to the shift and he can throw hard, all of a sudden now he's in the no, big leagues. Let me finish. And there's no benefit for the hitter. No, let me finish. Well, that's that's that, that's, that's that, the case. That's still part of my thought process. I need to see how this movement works before I before I I decide whether or not I hate this. Like I I don't I, again you I hate it. No, but what I'm saying is I, I the shift to me you know figure a way around it hit differently. I know that sounds stupid, but you know what? What is it? Adapt and survive or whatever the hell Overcome. you call it. Overcome. Well, I'll let it beat you. Well, why can't hitters do it? I, we know why. Well, why can't hitters do it? Well, they you've can't. Got, they, some of them got, can't. You've got some a generation, can't. but it's a, you've got a generation of hitters coming up in the minors now who, you know, for a while we're used to dealing with the shift. I, well, I, I think it's an overreaction, but okay, it's here. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm in the minority on this. I need to see how the movement works. See, I think this could actually be interesting. Action. I, I think the action and involved... Go. Yeah, I, there's going to be a coach over there when the guy releases the ball. He's going to drop his hands and everybody's going to run. Well, I don't know. It's going to be chaos. What is what impact is this going to? Will this change what we're looking uh, for all of a sudden in infielders? So the one thing uh, I do, the, the one thing I like about this, what does that do for both? Well, the one thing I like about this is it really does. It's making this game more athletic, which should create more action. I I understand the action thing. See. The length of the game has never bothered me. You know, if you don't, if you want to watch another, go watch another sport. That if if if, if three hours is too long for you to, too too much time out of your day to devote watching a Still baseball don't think game. Think it's about that. Some, an NFL game takes forever. This is the last time an NFL game ended in two thirty. Oh get it, yeah, get it, get it and go, get it and go, get it and go, get it. And go. In the yeah. NFL, there's action. Absolutely, there's there's action. You, you, yeah, I you, watch all kinds of NFL. You love having guys sitting around in a circle going, okay, well, I guess not, not long in a circle. It's action. Go, go, go. go, there's, go, go. A, there's like 10 minutes of action you know many, in an NFL you know game. How many people there's 10 minutes of action in an NFL. NFL. Well, people are dumb. There's 10 minutes <laughs> of action in an NFL game. Seriously, Kevin, there's nothing going on for most oh, football man. games. There's nothing going sorry. on. It's but a bunch of big I dudes standing around doing nothing. They don't do anything. <laughs> you're crazy. You don't. You're you got crazy. half the team doing nothing. Oh, you're begging. For half the game. You are begging. Boy, you're... Nothing goes on. It's, it's Friday. There's Nothing goes on in an NFL game. The actual physical, the amount of movement guys do, in a, it, I mean, it's less than a base, but it's less than an inning of a baseball game, for okay. God's sake. Okay. That's a bad take, but let's, okay. Let's, let's stand around in a circle. Then we'll go up to the line of scrimmage and all run one yard and push another big guy out of the way. There the whistle goes. I'll go back to the huddle. Nothing happens in football. Nothing happens. That's football. what you're going with. Football exists so TV commercials can be produced. But my point is, it, it's I don't have a problem watching a baseball game that goes three you hours know, or three and a half it's hours. It's not about the hours. No, it's not. That's my what I what I was about to get to is. But I do want action. I want as much action as possible. Some of these moves, I still think the best move, the easiest move to make, now that we've got pitch comp, is there are no visits to the pitchers' mound. There are none. There's, if you got to say I mean, something to your pitcher, no. If you got to say something to your pitcher, you can do it between takes seconds innings. to do that. It takes time. It seconds. Time it. Seconds. It adds a minute on. It adds a minute on. I loved him. 
You don't need visits to the pitcher's mound. That's the one thing I would do. You really want to speed up the game. You've got, again, you've got pitch comp. You know, what the hell do you need to talk to the guy about? What do you need to talk to the guy about? Uh, I mean, you have meetings to decide how you're going to pitch a guy. You've got catchers and pitchers who can supposedly read. What do you need to talk about? You don't need to talk about uh, anything. So, so you love it's, it's going to you hate that. It's going to increase. If this increases action, then I'm okay with it. But I need to see how the movement, I, I am really fascinated in seeing how the allowing players to move, how that's going to work out. And I'm really fascinated in seeing how the smarter teams are going to implement that. Like, I don't know. Will you have guys suddenly running into what amounts to a shift? Oh, the cargo shorts. <laughs> oh, you know what's happening. It's the, it's the guy standing right beside second base. There is no difference whether he's standing st- straddling second base or right beside second because when the ball's put in play, you just shuffle over. Yeah. Like, it's, there's no difference there. It'll be it'll, hit it where it's pitched is that thing up the middle. The, the what the one thing that I, I I really 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 do like about the shift that is, is the, the one. I don't know. We've got a break because we've got Shulman coming on. The one play that gets made now that does drive me nuts is when somebody hits it right up the middle on the line and there's a dude standing there halfway. Mm-hmm. That annoys me because you're basically penalizing. What do we tell? Go up the middle, go to the opposite way, go to the wide side of the field, sure. go to the big side of the field. You're you're penalizing a guy for basically almost hitting the ball perfectly. A liner right up the middle. Uh. So I'm I got a little I get a little frustrated seeing that. How many times have we seen that this year? Somebody scalds a, a ball and boom. A lot. Guy is right there. But I, I need to see how all this movement. You, you, you want to apologize to NFL fans? No. As we go to break? No. Go ahead. No. You can do it. No. I'm not going to apologize to NFL fans for it. The only reason I'm you one. watch the game is for fantasy league and for gambling. I don't do that. Either one no of other those. reason to watch. Either it. one of those. There's no other reason to watch. I like the Broncos. Stand around and then go and do something that isn't going to work out. Say you're sorry. I'm not sorry. Dan Shulman is our Blue oh, Jays voice on Sportsnet. Oh, you're sorry. I'm not sorry. Dan Shulman is our Blue Jays voice on Sportsnet. He joins us next. It's the not sorry Blair and the. <laughs> Always right, Barker. Always right, Barker. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet yes! 590, the fan 360. I'm apologizing in advance, Mom, for the tone of the show. Sportsnet 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That might be the most romantic thing you've ever said about me. Never. I'm still mad at you. What? Still his homework. <clears throat> and you didn't care about it. I, I did care. You did I, not. I just did. I don't, a lot of homework. I don't need homework to tell me that Vladdy stunk in the last three games. Well, why did he stink? Well, that's... I'm telling you. Well, you're the expert. That you're supposed <laughs> to uh, We've got tickets to give away, by the way. To give away, by the way. All his notes on a, on a day off. See the Jays and Tigers at the Rogers Center on September 14th. Okay, if we're giving away tickets to see the Jays and Tigers, why is our trivia question about the Rays today? It's a great question. Miss Brent. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it is. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Apologize. 
No, I just noticed it. It's bringing Dan Shulman. Oh. Blue Jays voice on uh, Sportsnet. Mr. Shulman, thanks for joining Mr. Barker and myself on a uh, on a Friday. Are you in? Uh, you're in Texas, I presume, correct? I I believe so. Yeah, I have. <laughs> my, my my condolences. That's just about the. Uh, That's I a great place. Arlington. Hey, can I can I ask you a question? Yes. With those giveaway tickets, who and when? Tell me again, who and when? Well, it's got. Jays and Tigers, it says. On yeah, they, they're not playing the Tigers till next year. Well, then it better be. Then, then our producer, I think, has, has made a, has made a mistake here. Leave it to Jeff to just don't no, no, no. Right your under the producer, bus. Jeff. Yeah, it's okay. I got it. Jays and Rays on September fourteenth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come see the Tigers. Oh. They're here on September fourteenth. Yeah, no question. Um, so what do you make of these rules changes that we're led to believe will be voted on today by this uh, committee that basically is set up to support whatever the commissioner wants to happen? You know, this is funny. It feels like this is the thing that can divide families. And Have you guys argued about this already? We have already. We, we kind of, but I, I got a confession to make. Barker, I was right. Barker called me up when I was driving in and said, you've got to take the opposite of point because really? it makes for oh, better really radio. Those guys. Really? So, so I'm, yeah, I'm Man. kind of, I'm pretending just between. Between, just between us girls, I'm pretending that I'm upset <laughs> about this shit. on Twitter. That's why. Anyhow. Okay. All right. So I, I, I don't know who was which or whatever. I was okay right. With he was wrong. Was you like, were right. Well, that I knew. But, Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm okay with them with, like, a couple of caveats. So uh, where do you want to start? Which one do you want to start with? Pitch clock or, uh, or the shift? Uh, I, I think we're all – how do we feel about – let's start with the easy one, the bigger bases. Do we care? No, no. Okay. Nobody okay. will even. Nobody will ever notice. It will increase base running a little bit. It'll decrease collisions a little bit, and it's all good. There, there's no downside other than if you're somebody who says, "Well, this is silly. Why not get an orange base and do the double bag?" Like if you're, you know, and maybe you guys are so. Mm-hmm. But I, nobody, nobody will even notice this, and this will. This will be an incremental improvement to the game. Right. I believe baseball when they say they have, you know, done surveys and polls of fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. I know people like stolen base attempts. Now, yes. the reason the reason people don't run anymore is because the stole, it, it, analytics has shown you've got to be successful at least seventy five percent of the time to make it worthwhile. And and so the days of stealing forty and getting caught twenty five those are gone for a player. But if it if it increases. The stolen base percentage a little bit. It'll increase stolen base attempts a little bit, and that's fun. People like stolen bases, in my opinion. All right. Uh, yeah, we're all on the same page with that. Uh, pitch clock. Yeah, I was one of those guys. Originally, I worried about pitching injuries and everything like that. Everybody I've spoken to, you know, we had Morgan Sword on, who was a part of the commissioner's, uh, commissioner's office, the point man in this. All their research, anecdotal evidence from pitchers is it's, it's manageable that it's not going to result in a whole bunch of elbows exploding all of a sudden. And I guess we really won't know until we see a full year of this, right? And we can sit back and look. Right. So, um, quick side note, I've got a kid who's a minor league baseball broadcaster, so he's been doing this all year. Right. And, like, uh, in late April, he texted me, and he's like, Dad, you won't believe this. 25 minutes, 23 minutes, oh. 28 minutes off a game. Yes. And I said, but how often do you get a ball or a strike or an argument? He goes, like, by day three, never. Wow. Like, now, those are minor league players, and major league players, at least initially, might be a little bit more resistant to it. One other thing, too, and this is small, 
but the times are a little bit more in the major leagues than they are in the minors. In the minors, it's 18 seconds with a runner on, 14 seconds, bases empty. The majors, it's going to be 20 and 15, a little bit more. But um, the the thing, uh, I'm sure you guys read the same article that I did. Mm-hmm. My head was spinning by the end of it. Yeah, um, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot in there, and there's a lot. Umpires are going to have to keep track of a lot. They're going to have a buzzer. They're gonna, if a guy mm-hmm. steps off. Here's an exception to this rule. We we give them one time out per at bat. That's going to take some getting used to. Um, I think spring training is going to be chaos <laughs> as they <laughs> as they implement it. But let them get out of, get it out of the way in spring training. The only thing I would say is three years from now it'll be. I think it'll be like this has been in yes forever. I, I think it's going to be a very good thing for the game. It might be bumpy in the beginning, but um, if it if and it's not taking out any action. It's taking out dead time. Yes. And uh, at the end of the day, why are we arguing about dead time? So I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Now let's get to, I guess, the, the shift, um, which I've kind of come around on it a little bit. I told Kevin, I, you know, I like the more strategy in baseball, mm. the better it is for me. But when you really start watching the game, the number of times this year I've seen somebody smoke a ball right up the middle and it get caught by somebody I that that's a play where I kind of I mean at that point you can't say well hit it to the opposite field dummy or drop a bunt if they're playing that you did what you're supposed to do you Mm -hmm. made good contact drove the ball up the middle which everybody wants to do except there was a guy right there so right I have gradually come around in favor of getting rid of the shift I like the fact that you got some movement on it though that's going to be interesting so let me ask um, Kevin a question first, and I maybe I'm over I'm oversimplifying it here. But Kevin, do you think a batter should be rewarded more for the direction they hit the ball or how hard they hit the ball? Both. Both. I didn't have that answer in my huh. uh, in my. <laughs> no, I. So, and you know where I'm going. Like sure. right now, with the shift, uh, guys can get rewarded by play by hitting the ball a certain direction. When there's no shift. And it's not that black and white, right? Mm -hmm. Like the second baseman can still be a foot to the right of second. Or Mm -hmm. for a left-handed batter, the shortstop can be a foot to the left of second. You you know, you're you're still going to see guys moving around. But I think, and and again, I I always refer to Kevin on this kind of stuff, I think hitting the ball hard should be rewarded more than hitting the ball in a certain direction. Um, I, I think what baseball is hoping will happen, so take Rowdy Tillis. Who's, who stands to benefit a Good great one. deal from something like this. Rowdy might be a guy who says, there. it looks like there are eight guys over there. The only thing I can do is hit the ball out of the ballpark. Sure. Therefore, I'm going to swing out of my rear end. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to swing and miss more. I'm going to take my strikeouts to try to get my homers. I think baseball is hoping there will be more balls in play because guys will go up there and, and see holes and and – um, and, and see base hits, whereas before it was just home run or strikeout. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I think baseball is hoping that'll happen. Um, you know, it'll impact different guys more than other guys. It's not going to change Bo Bichette's life one bit at the plate, not one bit, or Alejandro Kirk. Um, it's going to change George Springer's life because they've heard on Springer quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I... I think it's a good thing. Uh, I hope it has the desired effect. Uh, again, maybe I'm just old, 
No. I think speed and defense are two fun parts of the game, yes. and I'm hoping this adds to the athleticism of the sport on both sides of the ball. And I, I, I'm kind of intrigued on in this notion that, and it makes sense, once the, pitch, once the pitcher releases the ball, you can move. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm like Barker. My first reaction was, okay, what do the Rays think of this? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> What is Tampa? Because you know someplace they're saying, okay, now we got to start drafting sprinters. If yeah. we can draft a sprinter who can go from third to just the other side of second base in 2.1 second, you know, maybe we got a chance of making it work. I think I, that part is going to be intriguing because I think teams will try to play with it a little bit. I really do. Yeah, I, I think rangy guys are going to are going to be more valuable on the infield now. Like like right now, it's and again, this is a gross oversimplification, but you can look at it as it's our analytics department against your analytics department mm-hmm. who's, sure. who's positioning their defenders more intelligently when everybody's got to play by the same set of rules. I think rangy interferes. That's all that becomes more important. Um, but but again, this isn't going to happen. A hundred percent of the time. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have looked at this stuff Let me, and, and you, I'm kind of leading the witness here, but what percentage of the time do you think Vladdy gets shifted? Uh, 30%. Jeff? 31. No, I would go to percentages of Vladdy gets shifted. I'd probably go a little less. You're playing that. prices I, right no, now? I, yeah. Less than that. 31 and a half. I, no, I would go less than that. Less than I would that. go less than that. He's I would, right-handed. I would go less, less than, that. than that. Yeah, maybe like around 20 15 to 20? Eight, eight, eight and a half percent. Oh. So basically one out of every 12, right. you know, roughly. One out of every, now lefties get, lefties get shifted more. With You know, that started first. They generally get shifted more. But like Vladdy's eight and a half. Mm. Teoscar, 8.8. Uh, Chapman, 19. Kirk, 4. Guriel, 2. Bo, 1. The whole season. Wow. I'd love to find out who, who shifted Bo. In 588 plate appearances, Great. He's been shifted once. Like, like this is not a zero to a hundred change in baseball. Um, most lefties, I think, do get shifted. Most righties do not get shifted all that much. But it is going to change the game. And again, I hope it has the desired effect. This is not about I like a ground ball to short. It's about I think there's an opportunity for more action in the game. You know, the pitch clock thing is a time of game thing. Mm-hmm. The shift thing, I think, is a action within the game thing. Whether it works, I don't know. Um, but it's going to impact some guys at the plate a ton, and other guys not at all. And it's going to impact some guys in the field a ton, and other guys not at all. And um, it, it, I think in, to a certain extent, it's going to make baseball look a little bit more like it used to look. But it's kind of going to wind up midway between the way it used to be and the way it's been recently. Dan, do you think they'll have to start paying for the 300 hitter now because of this? Well, that's another. If, if you want 300 hitters, start paying 300 hitters, right? Sure. So, but um, like the stolen base. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think there will be a little bit more value there. Um, but but again, the first you know the first guy I thought this would benefit uh, the, you know the guy I mentioned, who's not a three hundred hitter, who's uh, you know a big burly slugger, who instead of hitting the ground ball to short right and getting thrown out, might get a base hit out of that. So you know his batting average will go up. I don't know that Bobuchet's batting average goes up. Like again, I don't know. It, 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 it's it's going to be interesting to see what kinds of hitters um, this impacts, but. I do. I do think the reason they're doing this is for the ball to be in play more. I do hope the ball is in play more, 
And if the balls can play more, I think batting averages will go up. I think my base percentages should go up. Power might come down a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. if guys are not swinging for the fence all the time, if they if they see a hole uh, between the shortstop and the third baseman or the shortstop and second base, and, and you know, the base hit up the middle should be a base hit up the middle again. Although, again, and I, and I, I keep correcting myself here, mm-hmm. You know, Santiago Espinal still might stand one foot to the right of second base sure. mm-hmm. instead of <laughs> instead of standing six feet to the left of second base. Right. It's mm-hmm. not there. There's there's a lot of gray here. It's not you know the the headlines are black and white, but there's a lot of gray in here. I think. Do you think this will help or hurt Bo on the defensive side? And and that's a great question because ultimately I think that might be the biggest thing. Let's assume the team is exactly the same next year, which it won't be. But if it is, that might be the biggest, the biggest change for, for anybody on this team, I think it's for Bo on defense. Um, And I don't know if I know, I don't know if I know the answer to that. Like, let me ask you, Kevin, do you see, do you, I talked about being a rangy infielder, um, is Bo a rangy infielder? I, I don't know if I know the answer to that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I talked to Louie about that, and he said yeah. it restricts the shift does with Bo because he thinks when he's in the shift, it's his little area. I don't want right. to go outside that area to go get the ball. Maybe with no shift, now it sort of just frees him up. You get it if you can catch it, right? Yeah. Instead of uh, you know, because in a, in a shift, he might be. 35 feet from Chapman and 35 feet from Espinal. That's it. Right? Something Mm -hmm. like that. With no shift, he's probably 40 to 45 feet Mm -hmm. from each of them. There's five or ten more feet on each side of every major league shortstop against against most batters. So um, I I don't know if it helps him. I I think when Bo has trouble, the play that I think of mostly is kind of – charging or going to his right a little bit and then the throw on the run mm-hmm. so um i don't know if the sh- the lack of a shift would impact that like are we going to see a ball up the middle where Do- bo dives gets back to his feet makes a throw i think he can make that play actually like his errors don't come on the pretty hard plays they usually come on the more routine plays mm-hmm. i i think so um, but I, but I think it's a great question and I think it's something we'll only find out, um, over time, uh, to be honest with you. And, and, you know, even for a second baseman too, a second baseman, second base is going to go back more so to being the position we knew it, it used to be. And, and, and also they can't play as deep, right? They can't play on the outfield grass. They've got to be on the dirt or inside the dirt, but it, you make a great point. I think most of the time we start off talking about how is this going to impact hitters, yep. and ultimately the change on defenders may be just as significant. Danny, just shifting focus a little bit to the games this weekend after that series against Baltimore, <clears throat> three against Texas, <clears throat> pardon me, would seem to be maybe a little bit of a, almost like a trap series for this team, although I think the day off will probably maybe help them a little bit there. How do you see the Jays playing their pitching, letting their pitching play out down the stretch here? It seems we're going to see a bullpen day on Sunday, right? I believe so, yeah. So John Schneider said Wednesday, Stripling, Gosman, TBA. Uh, And I think they're going to do in this series what they did in the Pittsburgh series. Remember on Saturday in the Pittsburgh series, they did the bullpen day because they didn't want to have the bullpen day you know, the first thought is, oh, doubleheader. you got to have a bullpen day the day of the doubleheader. Mm-hmm. But because of the off day before, they manipulated it. You'd rather have your best starters going against Baltimore mm-hmm. in the bullpen day against Pittsburgh. They're going to do the same. I, I think they're going to do the same thing here. They're going to have the bullpen day be Sunday. And then Monday, you can go Barrios or Manoa. 
and the other one can pitch in one of the games of the doubleheader Tuesday. So you can give each of them an extra day of rest because of the off day yesterday, or you can keep Manoa on track and give Barrios two extra days of rest if your priority is just getting Manoa in there as much as you can. But So I, I think it's a bullpen day Sunday. It's probably a Mitch White day in one of the doubleheader games Tuesday is the 29th man. They can bring him back. Mm-hmm. And then you've got another bullpen day coming against the Orioles next weekend. So, listen, there you've got eight games in seven days, and you've only got four starting pitchers. So there's yep. no easy way to do it. But I think we'd all agree the bullpen day against the Rangers and your best guys as much as possible against the Rays makes the most sense. What, how, how do you feel about about giving Manoa an extra day? Because I've kind of gone back and forth on this. You know, I like the idea of maybe watching this guy a little bit, but at the same time, after that game against Baltimore and how good he was and how efficient he was and how composed he yeah. is, I'm, my, my initial reaction is I want to see that again as soon as possible. Right. So here's what I did and, and what I'm doing now as we're speaking. I'm, I'm going to the end and I'm, and I'm working back. I'm looking at the last game of the regular season mm-hmm. because if you can, teams try to line up their best starting pitcher for the last game of the regular season, or if you don't need him, the first game of the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so if he pitches Wednesday the 5th, you go back, that's Friday the 30th. You go back, that's Sunday the 25th, and it, like you just keep going back. So if they can give him an extra day, and, and, and again, they've got these two off days still to play with, which are important. If they can give him an extra day and still have him lined up for the last day of the regular season, um, I would do that. And I'm just Tuesday, Sunday, Friday, and, mm-hmm. and they can do that. They can they can do that. So I, I might give him the extra day. If, if starting him a day earlier is not going to get him an extra start, it's not really worthwhile. Right. Again, assuming you can get him in, and you can, I want his next three to be Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Right? Those, yes. those are, I'm less concerned about does he start against the Yankees or the Red Sox on the last homestand. That, to me, is secondary. The, the two things I want are I want him lined up for the last day of the regular season if I need him and I want them to go Tampa, Baltimore, Tampa the next three starts. And, and I think they can accomplish those goals doing it either way. Dan, really good of you to join great us today. Stuff. Thanks so much. Look forward to your call tonight. Thanks, Dan. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great day. You Take too. Care. That's Dan Shulman, our Blue Jays voice on Sportsnet. And uh, the Jays in Texas start a three-game series tonight. He said Mitch White. Yeah, I mean. I looked at you. I think, you looked at me. Well, I, it's rude, but it's true. Yeah, the, that's who it's going to be. I know it is, but that's who it's going to be. Man. Um, Nate Pearson, by the way, made a rehab appearance yesterday. I'm just throwing that out there. What's he bringing? Where would you pitch him? I don't know. I still think we're going to see him at some point this year, mm. but I don't know in what role. Um, John Mer- uh, John Paul Morosi is MLB, uh, blah, blah, spit it out, Jeff, MLB <laughs> Network Insider. Jack Curry is a Yes Network's Yankee analyst. Both of them will join us. We got a trivia question, and our followers have come out in support of my contention that the NFL has less action than MLB. We've actually got numbers to back that up. Blair and Barker, 59360 The Network, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.